You are entering the Age Rebels Revolution. The intelligent podcast for over 40s wanting to live their best life and defy your numbers. We are your hosts, Summer Bentley and Isaac Xavier. Come on in. So today we have Dave Matthews, who is the owner and creator of Podspot. Tell us about how you came about this company and everything you do and your history and because you're a really interesting cat and I want to know more about you. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> podcasting is what I'm into now, but 16 years ago, I got into radio. Actually, before that, I was, it was, I was actually the Irwin's party planner. So Steve Irwin and Terry Irwin, I used to plan uh, Bindi and Robert's birthday parties. Okay. <laughs> yes. And, and so, so we actually, uh, it is a bit random. I've had a bit of an eclectic career of, of, of work, but it's all kind of led into where I am now. And so I did the party planning. We created like 600 ton of snow in Brisbane and shipped it up in 12 semi-trailers to the middle of Australia Zoo. And on her birthday, we made a massive snowfield in the middle of the zoo. Right. Wow. And so, I mean, these parties were so like expensive, like incredible amounts. But I got into entertainment through the zoo because they have an entertainment section. And I was, um, I, I was like, oh, geez, I'd really like to do what Hamish Nandy did. Right. And so I, I applied for a job in Brisbane in the promotions department because I was in event management, uh, in a radio station. And I went on there and then, in the promotion, I was like, oh, geez, I'd like to be on the radio. That'd, that'd be pretty good. So I got told by my boss, he goes, the only way you'll get on the radio is if on a Saturday morning because you're first starting out. And there was this old lady on there and she goes, if she leaves, then you'll have the opportunity to go on the radio. And um, I didn't do anything, but it, it, it's, it was a weird event <laughs> because after he said that. Um, she didn't die. No, but she fell down stairs at the radio station. I was nowhere near her. And you, you, guys are looking, you guys are looking at me. I was actually off yeah. that day, right? Oh I was off that day. She fell downstairs, broke her leg, and couldn't do that Saturday morning. And so I was like, I got the call from my boss because I was off that day. He goes, you won't believe this, but she's fallen downstairs, broken her leg. She can't do this weekend. You're on. So I'm like. This is my break. Oh, what was hers as well? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Um, so I actually jumped on on a Saturday morning and I stuffed up constantly, right, uh, doing radio because I was brand new to it, but they allowed me on it. There was parts where I accidentally hit the space bar and the, the song stopped in the middle of it and I freaked yeah. out. And what do you do? Because well, you're broadcasting to a Brisbane audience. And so I um uh, I turned the mic on after I stopped the song. I'm like, sorry, I didn't like that one. <laughs> the next one. Good ad lib. Anyway, I, well, I was just like, I freaked out. I'm like, all right, I don't know what to do. And then I got discovered by B105, which is like the Brisbane commercial radio station. Um, and then I got invited to go over there to do some radio stuff. And my trajectory in radio just went on and on and on. And then- uh, four years ago, I was offered to be a breakfast host uh, at the Sunshine Coast, uh, doing doing Breaky Radio with two other people, and uh, it was awesome. We did heaps of stuff. We did um, bin bob sledding and all the crazy radio stunts that one does. And then um, 
Sorry, do you want the whole story? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But a little thing. You go. Uh, the, what's some of the craziest stunts? Craziest stunts. We, the bin bobsledding was very dangerous. We, there was a massive hill at Mullaney because it was the Winter Olympics, but we wanted to add the Sunshine Coast flavour to it. And we're like, well, how do we do bobsledding? Well, you get a wheelie bin, you put it on the side. We ended up buying a wheelie bin in Bunnings and making it in Bunnings because we didn't have any budget to buy the equipment to buy it. So we used equipment off the shelves and I was sawing things in Bunnings oh. <laughs> and putting it together and then creating it in Bunnings and then left with the, the item, right? <laughs> put, the, put the tools back on the shelves. So if you're in Bunnings, oh, yes. you had to find a blunt <laughs> blunt saw. Sorry about that. So you just went to the DIY area and just did it all? We made a DIY area. Oh, and then we went down. There's three of us on top of each other uh, laying down top of a bin with wheels either side, like a, like a, the mo- world's most dangerous go-kart, on a hill trajectory of maybe 45 degrees or something like that. And <laughs> and we just went, flew down the hill and smashed ourselves at the end. One girl hurt her back and all that type of stuff. The other thing we did was find the Sunshine Coast ugliest foot. Um, and so we, yeah, we we had photo people of sending photos of their ugly feet. Oh, I would really not like to judge that. Are you not a feet person? <laughs> no, I'm not a foot person. No. Right. Okay. <laughs> you don't like feet. I don't like feet. No. <laughs> what, what is it about feet that you don't it's like? Because I always find it very interesting when people don't like a specific body part. <laughs> it's probably because my husband and daughter both have smelly feet. Right. It's the smell, is it? I think it's the smell. Right. I, even sometimes. What about looking at feet? Do no, you... toes are just they're. <laughs> Creepy. Toes are creepy. But the, but the manky, I, manky toenails. Yes, and I don't understand. Are you I, anti-feet too? It's not really on my radar, but, but now you bring it up. But the, just the manky toes, you see, I do have an issue with people with the really long nails though. Like yeah, when you okay. see a guy. Yeah, his, like in the Guinness Book of when they're curling. Oh, and, well, I used to have a personal training studio and I came in one morning and someone had left all their nail clippings on the floor. Yeah, that's gross. That's just bad hygiene. It is, but what I don't understand is what makes someone wake up one day and think to themselves, I'm going to play with feet all day and become a podiatrist. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, they're I obsessed know, with the feet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know it's essential and it's a great service and I've been to one, <laughs> but I'm just not sure what inspires mm. them to do that. Can I ask you something? Because um, I have a, a friend and his wife hates feet as well. Do you, look at, uh, do you not like chicken's feet? No, I don't like. Yeah, it's interesting. People who don't like feet really have a dislike for chicken feet. It's not that I hate (laughs) feet. They're very. I don't hate them. No, sorry, just a little bit creepy. But can I tell you a story about a body part? (laughs) Please, oh please. (laughs) We were talking about crazy stunts on radio. Yes, and I'm a country girl. And as soon as I was old enough, I moved to the big smoke. We called it, and moved to the city. And I'll never forget. I was listening to Triple M in Melbourne at the time, Mm -hmm. and there was a stunt that was done back then. And it was one of the guys, and it was on, do you remember the Stubbsy show, Isaac? Yep. Yeah, so there was Stubbsy and he was massive Probably Stubbsy and Tubbsy, or they're all like Something. Huey, Dewey and Louie. They were I wild. I trained one of the Stubbs brothers. Yeah, well, they were wild, these guys. Yep. And it was it was the guy that was out doing all of the stunts and yeah. things. And he decided to get a Prince Albert piercing, piercing yes. on air live. <laughs> so for anyone who wants to know what that is, it is actually Google straight it. through. Yeah, Google it. <laughs> I'm leaving it at that. <laughs> but actually, I'm, I don't. Do you know what's funny? I don't actually know what a Prince Albert piercing is because I don't know where it goes. Like, I know it's down there yes. for a guy, but where does it actually go? It goes through the eye. <gasps> it goes through the eye of. I don't have an eye down there. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's in the tip, it's in the, the hole. 
It goes through that. Yes. Sort of like, you know, the bottom lip piercings that sort of like that and it hangs. I've had my belly button pierced on radio, but not um, not a Prince Albert. And so how did that go down? He actually did extremely well, yeah. but they built it up so much that you could you could sense he was getting more and more nervous and just needed yeah. it over and done with. Yeah. Apparently, now I can't validate this whatsoever, apparently it's extra stimulating for the female. Oh, okay. Mm. There you go. That might be the answer for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've got three kids, though. We're, we're not looking for stimulation. <laughs> but, you know, my fascination is around when guys go to the bathroom then and they've got this thing there. It does it does split it. Spray. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. If someone can let me know. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to go I, I don't know. All of a sudden it'd be... Well, that, no. you wouldn't want to be the guy standing next to them, would you? Hell no. No, not at all. You have to split where you stream. <laughs> um, I, uh, I've had my back sack and crack waxed on, on air. Um, that was that was painful. I had a birthing simulator done to me <gasps> um, on radio as well. What's a birthing simulator? Oh, they put the like the tens machine and they and they go hard. Oh. But it's my fault because I stupidly said that I think that men have a higher pain threshold than women, Ooh. right? But I I don't actually think that. I just said that because you got to talk for four hours in radio and sometimes you say dumb things, right? <laughs> I don't believe that. My wife is is a, a is a much stronger person than I am. She's been she's had given birth to three kids and I appreciate and acknowledge the pain that she went through for that. Um, however, I said it. <laughs> and so I had to be I had to be punished and show me the pain that women have to go through in some ways, right? I had I had fake nails put on, uh, really long pointy ones on my fingers and um, they were the most painful thing I've ever had to do. Really? Why? Because if you knock them on something, they're attached to your actual like nail bed and they they hurt so much. Have you ever had this? No. How did you, you go get with? Bit, bit, how did you go with texting? That's that's couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I pretty much just <laughs> couldn't do anything because I'm like it was the most painful thing. The only thing I liked about it is the sound that you had yes. on like plastic things. And, and it's really nice when you scratch yourself. I didn't want to scratch. The scratch was good. Yeah. Yes, but you had to be careful, obviously, when you're entering your, your Prince Albert as well. <laughs> <laughs> Especially that toileting situation. I had a bit of a Prince Andrew yeah. going on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, what were we saying? We we're saying about the. Uh, Crazy stunts. The crazy, crazy stunts. Crazy stunts, yeah. Was that, is that crazy enough for you? Yeah, I think that's. I had the world's hottest, hottest chili and, and, and burnt the stomach lining of oh. my. That was horrible, actually. Yeah. Yes. I got hospitalized and vomited like straight away, but it was the Carolina Reaper. Yeah. Whose I'd, idea was that? I don't know. It's probably something else I said on air that got me in trouble, to be honest. Um, but anyway, it actually led me to the next point uh, of where I was heading your, with radio. Yeah, Your journey to? To podcasting, yeah. So in May last year, the bosses of the radio station, we're doing really well in the ratings. We had a three-person breakfast show, and the bosses said to the three of us, hey, we're going to make one of you guys redundant by the end of the week, but you guys have to choose who it's going to be. Right, so we really? we got pulled into a meeting separately about that, and I was just shocked. I was like, "Okay, that's odd. It's like the Hunger Games, really. Like, isn't it? Like, it's like <laughs> I only just watched that actually well, ten years to, later after it was the, the, released. Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah, I literally last week. Right, and how was it? <laughs> it was great. Any radio announcers on that? <laughs> how apt. Yeah. So what did you do? So that was the Monday we all got told. And I had been thinking about podcasting and because I'd done a podcast, in, um, which I'll tell you about in a sec, which is the the Brushy podcast. Mm-hmm. And that went really well. And I thought there's a business in that. So I was thinking about heading out of, of radio anyway, but um, I didn't want to leave like that. And so we got told on the Monday, on the Tuesday, I thought, you know what? 
I hate the idea, and this is so bad for us to fight for our own positions. I just thought, what yeah. a what a horrible way to have to to leave things, right? We were doing really well, and so I talked to my wife and I said, I think that. I should volunteer my redundancy so that we don't have to talk about it. We don't have to be, don't have to leave on a bad note. And so on the Tuesday, I called up the head CEOs and I'm like, all right, I'll volunteer my redundancy. I'll step out and these guys can stay, but I'm, I'll go out. And so I negotiated a certain amount to, uh, to, to do that. And, and, and it was done. And then I finished up on the Friday and then on the Monday I started full-time my own business, getting paid by them. Amazing. That <laughs> is such a great outcome. Yeah. But do you know what? I just um, I think that it was the right thing for us to do. Um, mm. It was the right process for me to go through. And they were able to pay me for a long period of time so I could work on my business. And um, on the Monday I had uh, an idea to set up podcast studios all around Australia um, and team up with um, a company called Watso, which we're in one of those studios right now, and do do the podcast thing. So you were saying earlier that podcasting has taken off nationally. Mm. So tell us a little bit about how that has contributed to people's health because mm. there are some really specific conversations that are out there at the moment that are changing people's lives. Yeah, 100%. So uh, podcasting is is one of those awesome forms of media and that's why I like it over radio because I've, I've experienced both now. I feel like radio is a real generalistic sort of like communication to a group of people whereas if podcasting has the opportunity to actually talk to people on a personal level. You can have a conversation and it's also giving you access to experts in their field, like people who are like at the top of their game where you couldn't actually pay for a, a session with this person. You can actually listen to a conversation they're having with someone else and take out those gold nuggets and apply them to your own lives. Absolutely. And, and yes. so what, what we've what we've actually found is that uh, people are able to do that with a physical health and men mental health. Uh, we, we've launched a podcast called the End Eating Disorders Podcast. And um, that podcast was amazing because I went out to a um, uh, eating disorders facility at the Sunshine Coast and I found out that one fact, they said that people with eating disorders have a, a genetic predisposition to having an eating disorder, right? It actually happens with a lot of mental health issues, but I didn't really think about it. And as I was sitting there, I don't have an eating disorder myself and and no one in my family does, but I was like, geez, that really takes the onus off the families around people with eating disorders mm. to go, oh, what did I do to impact that person? Yeah. There may be triggers along the way, but also it's a genetic predisposition. And so I'm like, oh, geez, that would be a great piece of information to tell. So I approached them about getting a podcast and we put a podcast together and the goal was to save one person's life, right? That was the the one goal to to have that podcast. It's called the End Eating Disorders Podcast, nice and clear. Uh, we had a, a, a person with a eating disorders hosting it, um, uh, a recovered, sorry, person. Her name is Millie Thomas and she has interviewed people with all different types of eating disorders. The first week we launched, we had a, a um, message come through from a, a girl in Brisbane that was, and this is a triggering story, by the way, um, she was going to end her life when she got home from school that day, right? Her, that was her plan. She's going to leave school, go home and end her life. But in her feed popped up the End Eating Disorders podcast and she decided to listen to it. And it was exactly what she was going through at that time and spoke to her heart. And she decided to live another day just by listening to that one podcast. That's incredibly powerful. It's so cool. Uh, and and I, I get goosebumps every time I 
tell that story because the one goal of um, saving one person's life was done in the first week, right? And we've, I, I believe there's been many of those stories that come from that specific podcast. But the mental health implications that if we didn't have that podcast out there that was reaching that young girl where she is at on her social media feed, if that wasn't around, we don't know whether she would have gone through with that, right? Yeah. And for me personally, that's that is the gold of of what I'm in is creating real life impact with having conversations with people about issues that they care about. They're able to to choose a specific topic and a specific host to listen to. It's on demand, right? To what you're personally mm-hmm. going through. It's not the media, the the it's not the TV of reality TV. It's not um, radio because that's general. That's for a wide population. This the impact of what podcasting does is it reaches people to where they're at, and that's the gold. I totally agree with that. Isaac and I are massive consumers of podcasts ourselves. We look to interview people that we love from podcasts as well. Mm. Uh, we've interviewed one last week that's one of our super secret. What do you call it? <laughs> well, a guest coming guess. up. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. So we're not we're, we're holding off on releasing that one yeah. until their product, new product, sure. comes out. If you're ready to age young, discover the truth about accessing the fountain of youth and claiming your best ever health, jump into our free Facebook group where we share the best information, including behind the scenes of our podcast and coaching. Just search for the group Defy Your Numbers or email us at hi at agerebels.com and we will add you. Because we want people to be able to access it. They're going to want it once, yeah. once they hear this podcast. So being avid consumers ourselves, we really want to bring to the people an opportunity to reduce stress, reduce anxiety, and to be able to live a longer, more vital life as well. So I think it's great that the intention is becoming more pure with podcasting Hmm. as opposed to radio who are looking for ratings. Not that there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. Well, they've got their own specific thing. I I, I, For me personally, I want to get through life and look back and say I had real-life impact on people's lives. You were talking about brushy before. Yeah, the the – Two-minute podcast for kids to listen to while they brush their teeth. So <laughs> There's <cool>. the line. <laughs> yes. Yeah, How that, did you come up with that? That was um. Oh, well, that was the moment where I was sitting at home and go, and I was looking at podcasting. I was like, well, how do we get into it? We've got to add value into people's lives. And I have three kids, and one of the hardest things is getting your kids to brush their bloody teeth, right? Uh, uh, yes, I concur. <laughs> concur, yes. <laughs> and so um, at night, one night, I was uh, I was just like, go brush your teeth. Seriously, like just getting frustrated. I'm like, oh, there's my answer. What if the kids were entertained while they were brushing their teeth? They're probably more likely to do it. And so we created Brushy, and I got my – I wrote the scripts um, and then I got my daughter to, to voice it, and then I produced it up, released it into the world. Uh, that week, the first week, we launched it um, on the project, on had the Daily Mail at our house. Um, my wife was freaking out because the project came to film at her house, and she's like, I haven't cleaned, I'm, I'm at work. That's the worst feeling. <laughs> You're an a-hole, why would you organise this? Thanks a lot. And I said to her, don't worry about it, because I had a bit of media experience. They only film in one section of the house, so we just kind of need to clean that one bit. Well, they were there for four hours filming around our house, um, all different aspects of our house. How messy was your house, Dave? <laughs> it was, yeah. 
just your three kids, messy, you know. <laughs> and so anyway, we launched it. it. It was very successful. And now it gets, you know, 35,000 downloads a week. And, and that was launched yeah, two years ago. Three can, years ago. I can tell you I wish that was around when my daughter was first brushing her teeth. It took me, took me a good decade and I remember there was one experience that cost me $7,000. Yep. $7,000. One free podcast could have saved me that money. Because <laughs> she wasn't brushing her teeth. Correct. The dentist Ooh. was saying, you need to brush them for her. Yeah. And you can only do so much. You yeah. can't. Nah. It's child abuse if the way nah. that I would have had to have brushed her teeth. <laughs> so it was just, it was, a. I know I'm not the only parent out yeah. there that's had that experience. Yeah. So, Not being a parent, why do you think kids don't want to brush their teeth? It's boring. And that's why having something entertaining oh. there, it's, well, you're standing in one spot doing a monotonous activity when you could be watching TV or on your iPad or wow. or going on the trampoline. Well, even I, as a grown-up, find it boring, but I am a little bit retentive about oral hygiene. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, well, you get beautiful teeth. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think there is a place for adult brushy as well where it's, uh, you know, a news update every morning or something like that that kind of fills you in a motivational quote for adults, you know, while they're brushing their teeth in the morning. There's, there's space for it. I'd, I'd be open to the motivational mm. quotes. Or how to dance salsa. Oh, I like that. Whilst yeah. you're brushing While your you're teeth. Brushing That's actually a good idea. Yeah. That is actually a great idea. Yeah. I'll write that yeah. one down. Don't take That's fine. <laughs> you're giving away all the freebies, aren't What I love what you said before and what Tink and I are really excited about is being able to have access to experts. Because mm. I know there's listen to a hundred different experts mm. in health and motivation and everything. It's like, yes, you'd never get close to them. No. You get this absolute gold. Mm. The other thing that I love as well is there's less bias. Yeah. So there's more opportunity and time available for those experts to tell the full story. Yeah. There yeah. is no cutting and editing yep. from a larger yeah. perspective, like you would see on a tiny news segment or something, yeah. where you really want to learn more and go a little deeper yeah. and find out more facts and get the real story. It's it's odd because we're craving authenticity in this world, you know, where mm. we want people to have a real conversation and we want to be a part of it. but. That's where mainstream media struggles because they're three-minute breaks or seven-minute breaks where you get to talk and you have to go out and laugh and then you go to a song or an ad break and that's not an authentic conversation. Whereas if podcasting is is that is allowing space for people to breathe and to make a mistake and to, you know, sound vulnerable and to, to be real and authentic and that's what people are craving these days because there's so much false perceptions put out in the world through social media and through media that discourage people because they're like, oh, I can't live up to that. Yes. The, curate, the curated lives that- The highlight reel, yes. they say. Presented, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Was it podcasting? I mean, there is a little bit of editing involved with the ums and ahs, but just so it's not annoying for everyone. Um, but, uh, and then I just dropped an um there, so hopefully that's edited out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll, that'll become the intro. <laughs> but, yeah, but mostly it's about- creating a real conversation with people. Why is it so important for people to have a real conversation? We don't really get to these days. We're all texting each other or on someone's social media or Insta message or something like that or WhatsApp group and, and we're missing that point of having a real sit-down chat with what you've learnt in life and 
how much value can you add into my life? And I don't know about you two, but I used to love eavesdropping on public transport. I learned <laughs> so many things. Yeah. And, you know. That's weird so, though. So little stalker it is, chick. It is, yeah. it is, it is yeah, a little is. creepy. <laughs> and they would never know. I would just have earphones in and nothing just, playing. <laughs> but I loved it. I learned Hang on, so wait, much. sorry. No, <laughs> might have to go back on that. Were you looking at their feet at the time as well? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Usually so, I had my back to them. Okay, so you would have headphones in and still listen to their conversation. Yes. This is great. That, uh, yes. Just didn't, yeah, that's nothing, fantastic. No music. Fascinating. I learned that, so many yeah. things. The only thing great. I've done that's similar to that is when I've seen someone I don't want to talk to and I've put my phone up to my ear and pretended to have a conversation as I'm walking past them, <laughs> right, which is a terrible thing for a human to do. But that's mm. next level that you, you'd go, but why didn't you just take your headphones out? Like why did, why did they care that you had headphones in? Because I felt better about eavesdropping if they right. thought that I was listening to something else. It was totally about me. Well, they'd start to talk more quietly. <laughs> That's great. They That's do. Because if you turn around or move your head, you can hear them go quieter. And I'm like, no, this is the juicy bit. Keep yeah. going. Yes. Don't stop now. Yeah. But I actually used to lip read because my dad had a, a tragic accident many years ago and he was in inten- intensive care with a trachea in his throat. Yeah. He became a quadriplegic. He's still alive 26 years later and it's part of why I'm so passionate about health and well-being because I've seen what it's like when it's taken away from you in yeah. the blink of an eye. But because of that time he spent in ICU, I learned very quickly how to lip read. Wow. So I, I could sit on the train and there'd be people out of earshot and I could read their lips. Oh, my gosh. And get the Double context. Stalker. Kind of like fast reading. I could get the concept of what they were talking about. So be careful <laughs> if you're ever around me. I'll be able to know what you're saying. Well, I grew up and one of the things I love to do to entertain people is I was a ventriloquist. So you couldn't read my lips. Wow. I can't talk okay. with them. You would have got me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You mentioned before about authenticity mm. and the – what I find with podcasts is that vulnerable chat, it's not like they're being interviewed on TV or radio. It's two people having a chat. And I've seen so many people reveal things about their lives that in a TV or radio situation, they most likely wouldn't. Well, the, the reason is because as a previous radio announcer, you get told you need an out, right? Every conversation needs an out. And what that means is that you must, as soon as you get into a conversation, your first goal is to look about how you can get out of it because they need you to be quick. They need yeah. you to be fast. So if if we were into a conversation, I had you guys into for an interview, the, the goal would be would, I'd know what I want to talk to you about, but in that first three minutes, I need to be looking, how do we get out of this conversation? And <laughs> because you need the laugh and the big boom and then you're out. And that's, that's the culture that's been around media, which is always look for the out, always look for the high point and then jump into something else. And then, you know, it's, mm. it, it becomes that because we don't want, we, we need to keep pushing endorphins into people's heads for them to be released by creating new things for them all the time. You do realize that sounds very much like young sex. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Always wanting it out. <laughs> yes. Oh. You want to, You just want to get to the big boom and get out. Yes. You're lo- always looking for an exit strategy. H- how young is young? Because I still think, think that that might be my strategy. <laughs> <laughs> you must be very young, Dave. <laughs> um, um, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, it's that endorphin release really, isn't it? And, and that's what social media is these days is, is you refresh your feed and you get a new hit of new content. And, and it's, it's like when you play the pokies, you know, you keep on tapping, you keep, and you're getting this new thing show up in your, in your, in your eyes and you're getting engaged with the music and it's just always new, new, new stuff. And that's the world we're creating at the moment is to have new things pop up in our mind all the time. So we have a constant flow of endorphins and we're not stopping and actually just thinking and being grateful for what's happening right now and concentrating and and being in the moment we're always looking for what's happening next and that that is a problem. I think that's the cool thing about podcasting too, because you get to just chill a little bit absolutely and be in the present moment, which mm. Isaac and I talk about a lot and one thing that i that for someone who is in the media eye, for example, a lot. They don't really get seen, really. Mm. And to drop in in a trusting situation in a podcast, they can actually be seen for really who they are. You find the human element rather than yeah. this a persona. Yeah. I mean, there's a pressure around being that persona too. Like, especially with doing breakfast radio, you have to be up at 3 a.m. every morning uh, and you might have been up with the kids all night, but your job is to be at the high of your day at the start. And that that is the hardest thing. And and, and unfortunately, because when you're doing three to four hours of radio a day, of content a day, right, there's not that much to talk about in real time, right? Yeah. We'll get sick of talking to each other in the next five minutes because we've run out of things to say, right? But in Radio Land, you've got four hours of content to fill, so you have to be thinking and fake it until you're at the end of your shift, <laughs> uh, which sounds a lot like young sex. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and I, as a business owner as, as well, uh, you know, 15 years in, mm. it's the same concept just drawn out over a long period of time is you've got to bring the energy to your staff yeah. you've, and often you're depleted. Mm. You've got nothing left to give. Yeah. You're highly stressed. You're carrying such a load. Yes. Finances, bills, wages, and then workflow stress, et cetera, then yes. sick leave and especially the last two years. So yeah. very similar as just might not be vocal or expressive yeah. vocally, but yeah. you still need to bring that energy. And it's it's something that does cause a lot of health issues for people. Yeah, absolutely. And what's next for you, Dave? Well, for me, PodSpot is the um, is still what's next. You know, we're, we're fairly new as a company, but the idea behind the company was to help people make professional podcasts. And I just kind of want to keep doing that for now. I, d- I don't want to be on a podcast, as in like have my own podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy to allow other people to use what I've learnt uh, over the last 15 years in, in the media landscape. And kind of just ride that for a while, you know. I think I'm, I've I've had enough of of trying to come up with content all the time, <laughs> and and I'm sick of talking about Kardashians' bums. Um, and I kind of want to have some real impact, you know. I, I need to live what I preach, and if I can help other people speak their truth and have them give a real life impact to their audience, that's gold for me. 
Well, thank you so much for the time that you've spent with us and also for the two-hour masterclass that we've just <laughs> mined so much gold. We're, we're very, very excited about this experience of podcasting. We have so much content to share as well and we're, we're really so happy to have met you and awesome. experienced someone with so much experience helping us to bring our truth to the world. So thank you for sharing your time with us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining this podcast. Want to take the conversation further and learn more about how to live an energised, pain-free life as you age? Jump into our free Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash defy your numbers. If you have any questions or ideas for topics, shoot us an email at hi at agerebels.com. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Age Rebels Revolution. Revolution.